I spotted James Grassick on the 34th Street platform, covering his ears and waiting for a brief moment of quiet to play his violin before the next train came charging by. He's played down here for 30 years, and the subway's rhythms have become part of his music and himself. As he puts it, what we do is what we end up being. And he's gathered some great stories along the way. I was playing at 77th Street years ago, and it was a... I was playing Mozart. The meditation or something like that, and this new nude guy comes running downstairs, dancing. So I switched, switched to the Nutcracker, and he started dancing to the Nutcracker. And, and people started coming down, noticing him. And they got on the train, and they held the train there while I'm playing the Nutcracker, and then the cops come down and take him away. Len Lenox Hill Hospital. For observation. <laughs> that made the newspapers. <laughs> Just only in New York, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> it's also sort of a lesson for me because you have to be ready for anything, you know. One minute's chaotic, the next reason, next minute's heaven. It's just, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about spontaneity of life in general. With no anticipations, you know, I just have to play my best, you know. There's some anticipation, obviously, you know, I have to practice, I have to prepare. But when you're, when you're in the actual throes of it, every, every moment is of its own. And that's what I love about the subways. It's been my life, really, you know. I've been playing in the subway since 1982, when I discovered it. I went downstairs. It was cold winter day. I was playing at 666 Fifth Avenue. And I would, I'd heard about the subway. It always just seemed a little too chaotic. So, uh, but I went down. and It was a snowy, cold day. I went down. It was already a crowd there. <laughs> I didn't have to work for a crowd. You know, so I would play the fugue. And, oh, the Mendelssohn. And I'd get a crowd around me, but it would take a lot of work. Here I go down there, there's already a crowd. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I started playing Shahrazad. Yeah. Yeah. People started to walk around the corner. And they would start to gather near me. Because it was a great sound. Fifth Avenue had a wonderful sound. perfect acoustics for the violin and then uh, and it was quiet enough for long enough I must have made like a couple of dollars just you know because they were impressed you know with the sound the contrast to the just the quiet you know so that was a, my first experience in the subway and I said I've got to do this and uh, and it was just uh, it's been ever since 1982 at different spots, of course. You know, I have the escalators. That's where people are coming up. They have to listen for 30 seconds. <laughs> then there are the hallways, and then there are places like this where they sit down in front of you. <laughs> you have to. Uh, there are many aspects of subway playing. <laughs> um, it gets different, different people, in a way. I mean, because you have the business people. And then you've got um, some quiet also and people who've known me a while you know 
because it changes every time. But uh, but there are a lot of regulars, you know. Oh, you're here, you know, they say. You're back! Yes! I haven't seen you for I years. I saw you for so long. For years. Thank you so much. Play something nice. I'll play for you anytime. <laughs> could be that or it could be more tender. That lady just now, she came away from the around from the platform. She hadn't seen me probably in ten years. She comes around and she's crying. You know, and she was I mean, that's, there's a, a feeling of, uh, uh, and I played for her with my heart. You know, and that, that I, I feel like I've loved, you know, you know recklessly. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm not going around uh, kissing everybody, you know, but uh, I, I, if I can play for them, it make, gives, it's what you give that you receive. So I only know the violin, so <laughs> I don't know how to kiss. <laughs> so... It makes me feel connected to, to, to my uh, fellow human beings, you know. My wife hates it when I say my fellow New Yorkers because she's, she's not crazy about New York, you know. <laughs> but she loved me for what I was doing, because it was me. And she's given me all the freedom that anybody could ask for. I met my wife, I asked her, she was, she had seen me a couple of times playing at 666. She came over to me one day, it was cold, and she put my scarf and wrapped it around my neck. I said, well, gee, somebody who does that, I don't even know, uh, is, is an open invitation to say hello to. <laughs> so I asked her for a number, I asked her for a name, and I, and I said, Suzanne what? She just said, just Suzanne, because that was the time of the axe murderer. Okay, so she goes into work the next day and she tells her girlfriend that uh, I just met this guy and he wants to take me out. And, you know, he's the violinist on the street, you know. And what else do I want to do? <laughs> it's my life to play. You know, it's like I, uh, I had visions of more concertos with orchestras. I've done a lot. Mendelssohn and Paganini and Tchaikovsky, Tachaturian, uh, that's a great concerto with orchestra. Lalo. But the, those times are probably, you know, I mean, I've, 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 I've done promoting myself, you know. I just want to enjoy my fiddle, my life. I guess it's sort of a a condition of how we how we're raised and how we're brought how we think and also what we do we, what we do is what we end up being 